Recently at Villa Vida, we had an event called Visible, Weekend of Trans Joy. It was a coming together of trans folk in Vienna to share their works of art and celebrate around the Trans Day of Visibility. This included an art exhibition, short film showcase, open mic, a delicious vegan feast, and a bonfire. One of the featured artists was Finn, also known as Animal Bro. I'll be starting season two, episode one, with their interview, where they discuss their identity, artistic process, unique perspective, and comic avatar, Queer Cat. Hi, thanks for coming. Hi, thanks for inviting me. It's always good to be here. I, you know, I love it when you come around, like all the time, <laughs> and we're around each other pretty often. There's no need to be nervous, just because we're yeah. recording each other now. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, what is your name? So, my name is Finn, and uh, I use moniker Animal Bro for my art and writing. And I want to read from the description of you at the Visible Weekend of Trans Joy. As an artist, like the description of you as an artist, and a little bit about the kind of art that you do. So, Animal Bro, they, them are your pronouns, right? Yes. Animal Bro is a Serbian Australian visual artist and writer mainly working with ink drawing, printing, and illustration with a special interest in independent publishing and art in public spaces. Personal Matters, which was uh, the artwork that was shown. We're gonna put a little photo uh -huh. of it up. The work is a part of a series exploring and expressing the trans experience from a personal perspective. The protagonist, Queer Cats, is my own alter ego and the stories are always based on true events through the subject matter of stereotyping objectification instrumentalization and dehumanization can be conflicting or difficult the focus is always on avoiding blame and judgment and on having a positive impact instead by providing insight and allowing people to empathize and ultimately form their own opinion. I love this. <laughs> I love this. So Queer Cat is such a cafe favorite. Everyone was uh -huh. just in love with Queer Cat. Can you explain a little bit about Queer Cat? I created that character to tell these stories. And um, it's a cat because everybody likes cats and then I can say some serious stuff and people will still um, be receptive. In a sweet way, I, I talk about some serious things. My art, uh, I, I'm visual artist uh, primarily, that's what I studied and what I did commercially for a long time. And then um, I started writing uh, when I was introduced to zines and independent publishing. So that was like a sort of interesting development Visual art is more affecting emotions and it's, it was very symbolic. I was using a lot of symbols and somehow visual art is uh, it's very powerful but not so direct. And when we write and when we, when we use words in a, in a uh, particular way that has a much stronger impact. I was, I was mostly 
uh, always inspired by nature and maybe some universal thing I think is every painter we, we think uh, of uh, the, the whole universe it's it's very uh, sort of zoom out perspective but as I'm a migrant and a queer person I, I started having these experiences I somehow had to turn into a story and that, that's how I started writing and that's also how I came out as a trans person through writing and found my voice. You know, this is the maybe like the second conversation I've had about discovering queer identity through your art. Yes. Like, how do you think that your art led you to that? Or how did you think you found that through your art? So first through art and then in your life or first in your life and then in your art. But it, it happened to me, especially when I was doing painting, that I would paint some things and then they will happen. So it's like, uh, I think that's what it means to be an artist. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it has something to do with, with a voice. I needed the time, I think, to find this voice and to verbalize these feelings. That was, it took time for me. But I, I believe it's also, you know, what, what is happening globally with, with queer people and trans liberation and everything that uh, definitely happened, somehow helped a lot. Maybe, I think painters and maybe also poets are kind of tuned in into some collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. And this is how I think that works, that we feel very deeply things maybe even before they happen. You talked about addressing these serious issues through this, this cat, which, uh, first of all, what are some of the issues that, that you're addressing? You asked me about queer cat and then I went somewhere, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's good. That's what we're doing. There is a lot of this pain in the world and uh, all sorts of discrimination is something that uh, always bothered me. Uh, since I was a child, but um, I also learned that I have to express my experiences first and then I can also empathize with people who have some other experiences, but um, I, I have to talk for myself. But through this talking, I also invite people to, to also talk for themselves. This is how I think it worked for me. Um, I always had some you know, role models and people that I liked and artists that were inspiring and, and then they somehow lead you in, on this, in this way to find your, yourself through your art, even if they're long gone these days. And in, in this sense, I think history is also important uh, in queer history. We know that there was someone be before us who did something and then helped us and then we do something and then help someone in the future and that's how it goes. So you've, you've traveled a lot of places and now Vienna has you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you found here that has kept you here? Hmm. I think it's a, a bit of a strange story because a country that I'm coming from doesn't exist anymore. And in that sense, I don't have this identity or this identity is something that is shifting. Uh, there's nothing to go back to. I migrated, uh, migrated to a faraway country. I was uh, outside of Europe for uh, a decade and then came back here. Vienna is interesting because uh, it's not such a big city. There is some variety. Um, uh, people are active. They're, they're making these collectives, creating these collectives. 
uh, there is a lot of art activity, there is uh, activism. Uh, I like these uh, connections and community, that was something that was always very important to me. To, to feel that I do something to other people, and th this is endlessly inspiring for me, that people do something together. Uh, so what does your process look like like for your art? Is it very collaborative or are you kind of like bumping ideas off of other artists? What does it look like? Nowadays, my process looks like I write. First, I experience maybe some unpleasant things. Uh, this especially happening since I started a me medical transition and I even had some uh, negative experiences within the queer community and then this, I, then I think about these problems and write a bit and then I um, uh, make a little scenario for a queer cat and basically I retell the story but I try to, um, uh, it, it, they are kind of small uh, like slice of life that is called like a small comic uh, like everyday situation but I try to talk about issue in general to, to actually pinpoint what is the problem with that. So what is uh, deeply uh, uh, wrong rather than some superficial uh, uh, happening. So um. Exact scenarios with Queer Cat. Like mm -hmm. what are some of the scenarios? A long time ago um, um, I had some friends from Germany and um, that was the time in my 20s when I, I was starting to feeling that you know something is strange uh, about me, but I couldn't figure out why, because um, I was always attracted to men, uh, but I felt also I was queer. And how can I be queer if I'm attracted to men? And then now I know that I'm a transmasculine person uh, and that I'm gay. But um, in in a conversation with this uh, 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 friend, I was like, I was commenting something on that, like I'm, you know, I'm such a fag and stuff. I do have these stereotypical behaviors and stuff. You know, I, I was still like very early, and I didn't have community or anything. I was in a very homophobic uh, 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 space, and and um, and she was something. Oh yeah, you shouldn't be saying this. You know, these people are oppressed. Blah blah blah. You know, mm. a, a bit of policing and stuff, and then I uh, just, uh, you know, went back to the closet. Basically, I didn't think about it for the next, I don't know, ten years. Mm. You know, and, but now when I think about it, I'm like, okay, this person, I was coming out of closet, so cricket is coming out of closet, and saying something, you know, like you know, you you, you don't know, you know, you mm. just it's just beginning, and then somebody tells you something like that, and you're like, okay, it's like you just you shut up you know um, so there, there is these three or four uh, uh, squares with queer cat in a little closet like mm -hmm. you know coming, out, coming to, out of the closet yeah. because it's a closet is a symbol mm -hmm. so I, I still like to use these symbols to I'm more like a lateral thinker or I'm more like actually like I I feel in like think uh, through feeling or something like it's somehow mixed with me mm. and then later it it kind of materializes but it's it's very fuzzy actually it's more like a feeling something like that so feeling was i i was trying to explain this feeling how this is actually wrong to police other people's identity we cannot do this mm. so we 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 sh we always i'm always like 
if I want to say uh, something to someone, I always first have to think, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. I have to think what I am doing, not what other people are doing. So. Yeah, I think that that right there, that touches on something for me because I think it's really hard for a lot of people when they learn the new terminology and when they learn different ways that they themselves maybe in the past have been oppressive to not want to evangelize that, so to speak, and, and tell yeah. other people like, oh, don't do it like that because that's hurtful to people. And so I feel like sometimes people may think, wow, being politically correct, being queer is like walking on a tightrope. Yes. How do we know what's right and what's wrong and yes. how to show up in different situations? Yes, I think it's uh, very important not to have this uh, atmosphere where you fear. And um, I think we have to create this uh, atmosphere uh, where people don't fear uh, judgment because it ends like this feeling. Um, um, to be uh, just, uh, I don't know, rational and, and gentle with each other and then I don't know, I think it, the best practice is always to, to go back to yourself and uh, not uh, think about what other people are doing, but what, what you are doing. <laughs> and then everybody does that and it's some sort of responsibility. Hmm. That's, that's a wonderful value. That's a wonderful recommendation, wonderful ethos. But. Um, it's really hard sometimes yes. in community, right? Like, especially in the wake of recent events, one of the things that has come out is, you know, we're not always kind with each other. We're not always gentle with each other. Sometimes even within uh, core spaces, I find that there's a reproduction of, of the- violence, yes. Of violence, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, there is a lot of thing to deal with. Uh, um, uh, as, as, as queer people ex experience uh, discrimination and they're also this if we are intersectional that we also look at other things uh, uh, that might be difficult for people and um, uh, there is a lot of I think this toxic behavior come from uh, you know shame and some unresolved issues I can recommend therapy to everyone yeah. if, like it's at some point in life I think it's very important um, mm -hmm. Um, and also, I don't know, like maybe to be humble, try to be humble and also learn from others. Uh, Vienna is good for that. I really like, um, I don't know, I, I, I learned so much from Piper community, for example. Uh, what is sustaining you when you're dealing with these issues, you're creating, um, I see running from here to there, doing a ton of work, right? Um, I'm just the barista in between meetings a lot of times. Um, what, what do you do to kind of like give you this wellspring that you have of like creativity and energy? Um, yeah, well, hmm. I was always like energetic. Uh, that's that's my nature and my my partner likes to say that I fell into the you know magic cauldron when I was a kid and now I can't stop you know like uh, but um, 
I, I like, uh, like, I like sports, really. That is something that uh, is very healing for the mind, but also like very good for the body. And, and this is what I do for like self-care, basically. And, uh, um, but somehow for me, it was always like the more energy I spend, the more I have it. Mm. So, so it's really like uh, um, if I don't have any problems, everything is okay, everything's working like this, I, I, I just need, I actually need to be active, that's, that, that's one of my needs, so it's like I just kind of utilize that. And, uh, but this sense of community is also something that I, I want to do something, to contribute something uh, to the community because I, I feel that it's also sustaining me. Uh, and also it's very important, I think, um, for example, for me it was very important to have very accepting community uh, before I came out. Uh, I, I, you need some kind of space where you can um, figure out, uh, you know, who you are and where you belong. And it's important that these uh, spaces are diverse because sometimes it's, it's not so easy to figure out these things uh, the way it was for me. So I, I, I wish that our Viennese queer scene is less um, divided into some small groups, but I don't know if that's um, too much to ask. It's, it's also like a wonderful aspiration to have, and you have like plugged into the sort of this community of trans artists here that produce that vibrant show and what did you learn from that community specifically well first that's a community where I feel the most comfortable um, and um, uh, I was thinking as I was also talking uh, uh, we have this project uh, Transphoria that uh, George Maria Proc is uh, running and um, um, we talk a lot about how it's important that uh, trans people uh, represent themselves um, because this is an issue I think with every uh, small uh, community um, that somehow we have to talk uh, to have our own voice and we have to define who we are and not to be defined by cis people because it, it's a you know we have our own culture actually uh, and our own expression. This is, uh, I think, this is very important. Um, so uh, this is why uh, I think it was also a very um, su successful um, little festival. Yeah, it was kind of very warm and relaxed, and like a really kind of community feeling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like a, you know, feeling at home and <laughs> all the good stuff. Yeah. How do you um, want your, your art to evolve? Uh, I want to tell um, a bigger story uh, and uh, I'm writing like a bigger scenario and it's going to be like a graphic novel. So these stories um, about me and um, people that I knew and people that I know but also uh, how these let's say, uh, social impact, uh, social um, uh, changes impact uh, people's lives and queerness, of course, uh, as, a, as a part of my life. But yeah, some, some really serious stuff. And 
uh, I'm I'm going deep. So this this is this is my idea. What what to do next? To to try um, deal with some really difficult themes. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. I want to talk a bit about your specific identity. Being a trans masculine person that is attracted to men, right? Puts you in somewhat of a minority of minority of minority. Yes. Right? Very small market. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure within that, uh, that, 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 that has a, a, there's an experience there that is um, very unique. Um, can you elaborate a little bit about that, like how it's been to embody that within the queer community? Um, this is very interesting. Uh, I think it depends also uh, on the country because these uh, queer identities are also different in different countries, I think. Um, and um, um, being a trans person, it's, it's very uh, like the gender non-conforming um, we somehow um, uh, have different role depending where we are because women and men uh, and what is to be men and, and a woman it, it's different depending on culture so it really shifts all the time um, I didn't travel that much but I did travel far so uh, uh, I was uh, away from Europe for a very long time and it was like a bit of a, a, in a sense cultural shock when I came here, but also many things are uh, very common. Like I, I know what they are, feel what they are. Like I sort of remember. Um, so yeah, as you said, it's a very small um, minority, but um, I think uh, the hardest part for me is actually to, to come out and to find people who will support me. Uh, uh, because it's, it was hard to figure this out. Uh, because of this sexuality thing, because it's always like, oh, but you know, uh, uh, gender is kind of fluid. I'm also like, uh, uh, you know, somewhere that spectrum, but also sexuality is also fluid. And I, I, I have some kind of general, uh, uh, like a masculine expression. This is something that uh, when you ask me what gives me, you know, like energy and stuff, this, this is I think also a big part of, of my personality, what, what makes me feel good if I can express myself um, as a masculine person. Um, that, that gives me some, it's, for me, it's, you know, all the best things. Um, it was hard to figure it out. That, that was, I think, hard part. But now I think I'm like over that hurdle. So how do we find you? Uh, so I have Instagram account animal underscore uh, bro 14 um, there I put um, most of the stuff that I do um, um, yeah I I'm going to have exhibition in Semmelweis clinic that's going to be in November um, where uh, in Semmelweis clinic Semmelweis clinic that's here in Vienna like, yes mm -hmm. that's like a, like a big um, uh, space for creatives uh, and studios and um, it's kind of still in development and so uh, but e everything I announce on my Instagram account and there I put little comics um, I'm gonna be on this uh, uh, fanzine uh, zine fair that's gonna be next weekend and it's three-day event and that's gonna be exciting it's international 
uh, like zine community and um, I'm gonna have my uh, zines and stuff there mm -hmm. and yeah that's it it's always something happening I I don't even know <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to write everything down <laughs> wow what is your queer truth what is my queer truth mm. oh wow I think I think this um, feeling of belonging um, um, and knowing when we belong somewhere um, this is something that guides me so it doesn't matter what people say um, I'm all like what I do and you know how I feel um, how people make me feel I also think how I uh, what I do to other people, how I make other people feel. Um, so, yeah, like community uh, and this feeling of uh, belonging and, and uh, being free to express yourself the way you are, even if you might be different than others. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and talking with me. <laughs> Thanks, Denise. It's yeah, super comfy here and always. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me? Actually, actually, okay. But this is very interesting because I, I see you, you're always there. You, you are actually very active and you are like, like creating this space uh, um, and that can be felt. So what, what gives you energy? What gives me energy? Wow. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I just, I think of the, you know, there's, I think it's different things at different times for sure. Um, you know, I think it's anticipating things is definitely my drug. Like thinking of mm -hmm. something really big that I'm going to create mm -hmm. and then creating it. And then extra points if the thing seems impossible. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only hard tasks. Only yeah. hard things. <laughs> Only hard things. Like I love that. Like that's yeah. that's the thing that I absolutely love. I'm not very motivated by security. <laughs> I'm not motivated at all by money, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> right? Like I kind of wish I was. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I have values. You know, like clearly, like community is one of my values. But the thing that really sort of like wakes me up in the morning is like, tell me I can't do something. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. It's like my own like oppositional defiant disorder to someone telling me I can't do something. Ah, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like this is sort of motivation, like uh, uh, exactly like uh, to resist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's totally embedded in my DNA is resistance, right? Ah, okay, so especially if it seems like resistance to something that doesn't make sense. That's what wakes me up. Yes, like I was thinking how th there are sort of two types of people. Uh, you have some kind of a restraint and then some people yell and some people resist. Mm -hmm. And these are two ways of dealing with life. And I also like to resist and reclaim. Like, okay, let's see what we can 
it, it's good it's good feeling it's a pow- powerful feeling yeah <laughs> yeah so that and then drinking and coffee with friends <laughs> asking them the questions that I'm curious about putting them on the spot <laughs> I absolutely love that thank you thank you thank you so much thank you <laughs> such a treat for me